human beings in the world coming together to talk about COVID-19 and this vaccine. So without any further ado, we're going to take a chance to introduce starring and she's dropping bars on this show, Dr. Monique. Come on now. Give us your name, MC. Hi, I'm, I'm Dr. Monique Hedman. I'm an intern in family medicine and um, I'm just really honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, she's acting a little bit shy, but we are so proud of you and, and welcome here with Rolling Out uh, Health IQ family. Of course, none other than, of course, a legend, a true uh, victor of our society, a cultural provider, a cultural icon. We know him as, what do we call, DMC. What's happening, man? Give him a shout out and talk about our ideas on vaccinations right now. Thank you, thank you. As DMC is in the place to be. What's up, Munson? What's up, Doc? What's up, doctors? Um, I'm just happy to be here uh, using my culture and my skills and my ability and my art for the purpose it was given to me for, which is to educate, motivate, and inspire people. And also, like we say, in within our hip hop culture to keep it real and give people the real deal. So I'm here to support the initiative that hip hop public health is because we are in the business of saving lives and making people do better, feel better and live better. And it's an honor for the King of Rock to be in the spot tonight. Amen, Black Rock. Black power rocks, for sure. <laughs> uh, black health is a priority. But then, of course, when it comes to hip-hop health, my favorite, none other, who can, is a true storyteller. I'll never forget the story he told about them separating two husband and wives, and, and they were both sick with COVID because COVID was real. And the compassion and empathy that Dr. Williams just moved my heart to know that there was someone who knew that loved ones shouldn't be separated at the end of their journey in this life when COVID is taking them. Um, you've been there, Doc. It's been a year now, you and I rocking together with uh, hip hop health and what you're doing. Let us know what's going on. Cause you know, I don't even touch my face uh, based on you. Like, don't touch your face, don't touch your face. So watch it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Shimonson, for having me on your show. It's, it's always an honor to be here with you um, and, um, you know, we, we are here doing what we always do. And, and, and you know, one of the things that um, I've always believed, Munson, is that, you know, you know, I work in the ICUs, I work in the, in, in the stroke units, I work in the emergency rooms, I see patients all over the place, black, white, brown patients. And, and I have to say that in my entire, and I've been practicing medicine since 1994, and in my entire time, and let me tell you something else, months and I practice not only in this country but I practice on the front lines in Africa and in my entire time I have never ever ever seen a, a, a disease that that ravages the societies uh, the way COVID-19 has and and at the same time I, I've, I've never seen such an opportunity uh, to save lives on a mass scale and that is what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about community immunity because community immunity is basically a campaign uh, that Hip Hop Public Health has put together uh, that it involves a five-part 
uh, animated series led by yours truly DMC um, and the features, you know, uh, Monique and myself, but it's, it's a campaign that really begins with these resources, uh, these um, five short uh, resources that really try to deconstruct, try to explain in simple visual terms, uh, vaccines, what they are, how they work, how we know they're safe, what the side effects are and why they're important for society. And so that's what this is about. But even wrapped around these resources, as you know, Munson, I'm always on the ground, you know, whether it's working with our partner churches, you know, working with our shelter systems, working with our schools, working with our food pantries, working with our barbershops. You know, I go wherever that we need to go to spread the message. And so this, this set of resources called Community Immunity will be accompanied by uh, a, a, a larger campaign that's really designed to take people on a journey from being anxious and fearful about receiving the vaccine to understanding and accepting the importance of receiving the vaccine. That's real cool. But let's give them a, a touch of what we got in store for them and watch this video. think about the hesitancy like we didn't know vaccines but Dr. Hedman what should we understand it is really important to, for us as a community why like like you know why you know vaccines when you really look at it you know vaccines are the one uh, public health innovation in modern history that has really extended the life of the human race you know there's diseases that you know were just commonplace not many years ago um, that because of vaccines, we don't even see anymore. And, um, you know, this vaccine is so very important. Um, you know, I'm a new physician. Uh, first of all, before I was Dr. Monique Hedman, I was Mo Flo. So I've been rocking with Dr. Williams for a long time. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've been, as an intern, I've been on the ground, I've been on the, the front lines of this pandemic in the ICU. Um, I've seen people of all ages, young and old, on ventilators. Um, I've participated in codes trying to resuscitate people. And you just can't unsee those things. And so um, I'm just so happy to be a part of this effort because we have to do something. We have to do everything that we can uh, to save Black and Brown lives. 
And that's why um, it's really important that we promote um, vaccine literacy, make sure that people have, uh, are able to make informed decisions about uh, why they're getting the vaccine and understand why it's so important that they get it in protecting themselves and their loved ones. Thank you so much for that. I, I think that um, both mothers, sisters, aunts, um, we know there's uh, a whole list of disparities that are impacting our community. And then with ignorance piled on top of that, that's non-scientific and really kind of mutes the logic that we need to go forward into our community. DMC! And the place to be. And <laughs> the place to be. So you rocking the mic. Um, what's yeah. the takeaway? What, what does the entire hip hop community, obviously you being one of the hip hop guides of uh, uh, mm -hmm. in the entire movement of hip hop, what do we all need to really be saying to our community versus just posting, but posting your video, which right. I'm gonna post first thing in the morning to share with our community about how they can heal. Well, first of all, what we're trying to really do is remove fear and replace it with facts. Now, that being said, there's so much misinformation out there. And, you know, one of the worst things that you could do is just sit on social media every day and read everything that everybody is saying. And, you know, in a way, some people do have a right to be apprehensive because if you look at the Tuskegee experiment and all of that, so of course people's gonna be scared. So if that's out there, but then you got a multitude, an overflow of misinformation and conspiracy theories, it causes fear, anxiety, and confusion. And one of the things that uh, Doc knows, which is why he started Hip Hop Health, was the power of music. You know, whether it's rock and roll or hip hop, when the artists, the creators, the innovators, the, the journalists, the writers, and the doctors, you know, people who use their minds and people who are put in a position to represent people, to be an example to people, to be the spokesperson for people. So it's our responsibility that we use this gift that we have, the gift of communication. You know, Chuck D, a public enemy, he said, yo D, the most powerful thing that we have with this music stuff is the power of communication. So whether it's an artist telling you the truth about the social conditions in the 60s, or telling you the truth about the Vietnam War, or telling you know um, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five making the message to tell the people the truth about New York City. Everybody thought New York City was heaven because of Studio 54, but it took some young brothers and sisters out there to tell people the truth about the streets. We're doing what hip hop was created to do, tell the truth and educate people so that they don't have fear, so that they don't be confused, so that they don't be, um, have all these misconceptions about what's real and what's not real. So when Doc approached me from the beginning of the, the whole purpose of hip hop health, we're making a difference. You know, you can look at CNN and you can read the newspaper and check out Channel 11 News and stuff like that. But if it's coming from hip hop health and the people that represent it, people like Chuck and Dougie and me and Salt from Salt and Pepper, we're not gonna tell our people, we're not gonna tell our community, we're not gonna tell our 
nation anything wrong that's going to damage them. And to make them understand in a way they may comprehend better, we put it in some song because people learn while they're moving their head and it makes them feel good. So we want to make them feel comfortable about the truth at the same time. And it's just amazing the impact that we have had on other programs, whether it's telling people how to eat right, tell them about diabetes, tell them about, you know, all general health. But for the purpose of which this whole thing was created, hip hop, public health and hip hop, right now, we got to step to the forefront. Right now, we got to take everything that we learned over the past two years, you know, from the doctors, from our art, from our culture, and we got to tell the people, if you want to listen to somebody, pay attention to this. And we're not just singing a song here. Everything that we say in these songs, everything that we put in these videos is backed up by facts. And, you know, it might have a different effect than somebody screaming at you some conspiracy theory or somebody, you know, looking back and saying, no, over the past, you know, over the course of history, they was always out to get black people and stuff like that. But we say, no, that's true. But we're telling you this is truth. This is what we need to do. And we are in the business. We are, our purpose is to save lives and make people healthy, healthier. And that's what we're doing. Well, no, you bring up a great point, but why the vaccine hesitancy? Why is it such an issue, Doc? Why is it, it what keeps us from sticking to the facts and the science? It's deep. I mean, you, you, it's like, you know, I, I equate vaccine, uh, the vaccine hesitancy and the, the passion around vaccines. It's the same passion that people have with, with things like abortion, quite frankly. You know, that that very strong feelings, strong emotions, you know, to the extent that people blow up abortion clinics, people target uh, abortion practitioners, you know, and so it, there are certain topics uh, that evoke very strong feelings. And I think that the, the vaccines in general have always invoked very strong feelings. You know, it goes back to the, for the controversy over vaccination and autism. You know, many, 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 many years ago, there was this article that came out uh, that was heavily debunked, that, 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 that basically claimed incorrectly the vaccine was associated, could cause autism. And that was one of the things that almost fueled the anti-vaccination movement. Uh, and so, but this is not a movement that just be, appeared um, in, 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 is with the COVID vaccine. Uh, and this has been around forever. If you look at some of the attacks that, have, that people have gotten, health professionals have gotten from other vaccines, where the HPV vaccine, for example, you know, that, that led to a huge onslaught of attacks on the medical professions that were promoting it, to the extent that people even go onto certain websites where medical professionals, you know, promote their, their practices and comment uh, on these websites, criticizing the individual's clinical skills and clinical. I mean, people have taken this to a whole nother level, Munson. And that's why a lot of people are afraid to embrace it, uh, embrace this because they're, they're scared of having a target on their backs. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, people like DMC are very, very rare because 
you know, they, they are so secure in their craft and so adherent to facts and adherent to science that they will only put their brand behind something that is scientifically meritorious. And as a doctor, Munson, as someone in the business of saving lives, as someone in the business of helping people, that's what I've right. done my whole career, is help people. I don't care whether you're old, you're young, you're gay, you're straight, you, are dis you, you have a disability or you have an infection. I go into patients who are teeming with COVID, who are coughing, who are spitting, who are, you know, that entire room is full of the, of the virus. But I put my mask on and I go in with courage, with bravery, because I know that that individual, no matter how infectious he is, that individual needs me. And so I put my life on the line all the time because I want to help people. And it's the same thing here. The only difference, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not helping people in the ICUs or on the units right now. I'm helping people actually stay away from the ICUs and stay away from the units. And that is the business of hip hop public health. We are in the business of utilizing scientific science for health promotion. And, and, and whether it's vaccines or whatever other uh, health epidemic or health condition is lurking around the corner, you can count on hip hop public health to be right there on the front lines dealing with whatever condition that we need to deal with to save lives. Well, that's a, a lot there, Doc. Um, and you, you make it so plain. I mean, it, it, it is serious. But I do want to say something. Uh, uh, Plies put up a great video about how funny people have created non-scientific. Like, we really don't check our toothpaste and say what's in it. <laughs> we really don't know exactly what's in the juice that ain't 100% juice. Yo, let me tell you something, months and I'm going to cut. When I prescribe a medication, when, when, when a patient comes to see me, when I'm in the emergency room and a patient is sick and I prescribe a medication, I say, you know what, hang that IV, give him this medication. And I tell the patient, I'm give, the patient doesn't say, no, don't give me that medication, doc. I don't want it. What's in it? Is it going to kill me? Is it going to? I mean, they listen to the doctor when they're on that bed. When right. they're dying, when they're sick, they don't start questioning the medication because they trust us. They know that we've taken an oath, an oath. It's called the Hippocratic Oath to put patients first. That's what we do. So, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, come right. on, let, let's 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 keep it real. No, Dr. Hill, when you think about the idea of seeing yourself obviously animated, but it's dispelling myths. What are the myths that are dispelled in this animated series? Well, you know, there's the idea that, uh, you know, somehow this vaccine is harmful. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ideas that, you know, somehow it's like altering like our genetics in a way that's harmful. Um, and that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that feel that you know, people are being experimented on with this. There's a lot of misconceptions that are um, circulating right now. There's some people that think that, you know, the vaccines are a money grab, that like people are just concerned about, you know, companies making money off of these vaccines. Um, at the end of the day, like our goal is to just explain that these vaccines have been thoroughly vetted uh, with a scientific method uh, to ensure their safety and efficacy. And yes, we are still studying them, but the data that we have suggests that they are safe 
and that the majority of people, they may have minor side effects, but at the end of the day, the infections are going down. The severity of COVID disease in our communities is decreasing since we've started giving people this vaccine. And, um, and we want people to also understand that the way that it works in terms of us producing antibodies, that the vaccines allow us to produce antibodies to fight the disease. And so that's really the main thing we're trying to explain in this first video is how does the vaccine work? You know, how does it protect us? Why is it important for us to do this quickly and expeditiously as soon as we can uh, to get the vaccine when we're able? Um, and then the remaining videos that we have go into further detail about the context of that, the source of the mistrust, um, and you know the potential side effects and those sorts of things. Um, but so we're really attacking this from multiple angles. We're addressing this issue um, from multiple perspectives, and uh, we're trying to be as thorough as possible because we do not have time to waste. You know, DMC, uh, hip hop, public health, what I, I've loved, obviously, uh, about Doc and, and everybody there, um, this is vaccinating literacy. And you're dropping bars of knowledge in this. What are some of your favorite parts of this video that really are, are dropping bars? Because uh, I enjoyed it. Well, well thank, thank you so much. I mean, when, when people see this video, when they hear this video, they're getting straight facts. It's not like, you know, <laughs> the comments that I've been receiving are crazy. Like so, so crazy. Like somebody thinks that I would just wake up and write a rhyme about something that I didn't know about. Oh, I would write a rhyme. I, I wouldn't put out information or content to harm my people. So from the time that I opened my mouth, to the time that my rhyme and my verses end, I'm giving people truthful, legitimate, powerful, safe, healthy facts. You know what I'm saying? And if, if, if you look at my whole career, I've never said anything to my audience that I didn't think would not help them. You know, my first rhyme out, out the gate in the world of turmoil was a rhyme about how cool college could be. We, you know, it's funny that you use that word ignorant. Ignorant is a powerful word. And, you know, it sounds worse than the F word, you know, than profanity. You're so ignorant. And people, you know, take it personally. But when I came out in a world that thought school wasn't cool and it's only cool to be in a gang and it's only cool to get high, I came out on DMC in a place to be. I go to St. John's University and since kindergarten I acquired the knowledge. After 12th grade, I went straight to college. People stopped to say, what, what do you mean? You could be cool and go to school. So people went to school. All me and Doc and everybody at Hip Hop Health is trying to get people to do is go get and be healthy for the rest of your lives. But like I said, we it's a, it's a battle. It's a fight because we are up against 24 seven, 365 days every, not every minute, every second is misinformation. And a lot of it is not only doing something to alter people's trust, it's putting people at war against each other. It's very, very emotional, like Doc said. 
So from the time that I open my mouth to the time that my rhyme or my verses end, you're getting unequivocally um, fact-based, scientific, holy, sacred, healthy blessings of instruction. You know, we wouldn't be telling our people, our culture this with as much passion as we said, wash your hands. Your mother, what did your mother always tell you? Me, I don't care what generation you're from. When you come in that house, before you touch, boy, go there, boy or girl, go wash your hands before you come to this table. Go wash your hands. People wasn't listening to that. So Doc got creative and said, hey, let's do a song about it. So now people go pay attention, wash your hands. You know what I'm saying? We was telling people, yo, you know, it's cool to have a piece of cake. It's cool to have a piece of cake, but a lot of people don't listen. No, you don't need all that sugar. So what did Dr. Yo, let's make a song about this. So we see a problem in our community. And I'm talking about the black community because the black people, I mean, for me, I had about 95% of my black friends was not wanting to go get the shot. And I say, how could you? No, DMC is a conspiracy. They're putting chips in you. They're trying to um, poison the black people and all this stuff. And I had to think of examples. I had to think of something that I could say to make them feel confident about understanding truth and getting health. When, when I went to South Sudan about seven or eight years ago, I had to go get seven shots to go to South Sudan. I remember when I was a little kid, and my father said that. And it was bugged me. But my father took a trip there. He had to go get seven shots. So when I tell people that, they get a little quiet. Oh, and I say, oh, didn't you get a, a, a the tetanus shot? You know what I'm saying? The, the, you don't, you don't the, when the dentist put the Novocaine, if you get some out, you don't question that. So hip hop public health, okay. You might not believe media. You might not, you, you might believe media. You might not believe media. You might believe people are more prone to believe everything in social media than their very own doctor. So what's my confidence? Why would I get up here in the midst of, and I'm talking about people are mean too, Munson, to comments I've been getting, like people say, I hope you die. <laughs> One person actually told me, I should have got shot instead of Nipsey Hussle. Like, and I was like, wow. <laughs> but it didn't bother me because I said, they don't understand now, but hopefully what we're doing will make them understand. I'm not gonna tell you nothing that's not, that's gonna do harm to you. Because I have Dr. Williams and Dr. Moe telling me, B, we need to do this. So we're, we're, we're social media and, and, and television and all of a, forms of communication has failed. If I could put rock and roll and hip hop to give a message that's gonna save lives, that's what I wanna do. And by putting it in a song, people are more you know, prone to listen than some doctor trying to tell them that, but nobody questions their medical doctor. But they're questioning the, the, um, the fact saving lives because we live in an age where everybody's against everybody and we can't trust people in the first place. You know, I, I love that, uh, DMC, because it, it's true. People are mean, evil, yeah. and don't mind putting out confusion. And cool. at this point, Doc, Dr. Williams, we need science. Can you share some of the facts and the truth? Um, and just for everybody out there, Morehouse Medical School is participating. Howard's Medical School is participating. Um, Meharry is participating. So our entire medical community our people are participating. <laughs> so right. all, all, all of a sudden, and that's Dr. Rice. Those are all black doctors looking after our black conscious. 
But I, I think there's something else, Doc, that you've been committed to that makes this now the new priority. With hip hop public health, you've always made the black community's health a priority. And COVID should be making, which makes me so, I wanna say angry, but disappointed DMC that an entire generation isn't embracing and creating relationship with Doc. Right. If I, if I got sick in New York City, I would say, find Dr. Williams. Whatever it takes, I'd know that I'd be okay. All right. Everybody yes, right. should have a relationship with a primary Black doctor. Yes. Got to have one. Can you share, Doc, why we have to evolve and why COVID can be something? And, and obviously, hip-hop, public health is on the forefront, and it has been. But why? Well, let me tell you one of the things that um, that um, so so there are a few things that you know there is legitimate concerns and, and there are just people who are looking to uh, you know just crush anything around any vaccine and the leg legitimate concerns are I just want to address some of those quickly. So the first one is that the vaccine development was rushed. They rushed it. How do you produce something so fast? when it usually takes years to produce. And that's a legitimate concern. How were we able to produce the vaccine so fast? Let me just say a few words about that. So number one, the vaccines, the, the, these vaccines were based on decades of prior knowledge and study. You know, people have been studying these, these types of vaccines for decades. That's number one. Number two, you know, even, one of, the, one of the women whose laboratory was responsible for inventing the vaccine, she's a black woman, Dr. Corbett. She is a black woman, one of our own, and she was one of the people responsible for inventing the vaccine. And her lab has been working on this for many years. Number three, coronaviruses are not new. This particular uh, variant of coronavirus, the SARS-2 COVID, 19 variant, that's new, but it's a part of a larger family of coronaviruses. We had MERS in the past, we've had SARS in the past, and we've worked on vaccines on other coronaviruses in the past. So we weren't new to the game of coronaviruses. Number four, a lot of people don't understand that the technology that's available today that we used in vaccine development wasn't available yesterday. In order to develop a vaccine, you need to basically decode the vaccine's genes. We need to decode the vaccine's genetic sequence. And we have technologies right now for genetic sequencing that is unlike anything we've ever had before. In fact, Munson, we were able to sequence the gene of this coronavirus within 10 days of the first case of COVID pneumonia in Wuhan, China. 10 days. So that's what a lot of people don't know. And the other thing I wanna talk about is that under normal processes, when we develop these vaccines, you develop them in a sequential manner. So you do all the uh, developmental phases. You do what we call the phase one research, the phase two, the phase three, et cetera. And then when you test it, when you know the vaccine works, then you start developing it. So the process is usually a longitudinal process. But this time around, because of the crisis, because of the pandemic, 
all the governments got together and said, hey, hey, we can't wait years for this. So what are we going to do? We're going to do a lot of these steps in parallel. So even instead of doing them sequentially, they folded it in and did them simultaneously. So they were developing the vaccine. They were manufacturing the vaccines even before they had finished doing the testing. You see what I'm saying? So they did a lot of these steps in parallel that allowed us to collapse the process into a very short time window. So that's one of the things I always say, well, they were developed so fast, how do we know they work? So I hope I've just answered that. The other thing people talk about is that the vaccines will give you COVID. Now, if you get the vaccine, you're gonna get COVID. You're gonna die from COVID if you get the vaccine. But that's, again, that is just blatantly false. There is no live virus in this vaccine. In the old days, we used to use live viruses in vaccines. You know, some of the old polio viruses contained live viruses, but not anymore. Now, we don't use any live viruses in vaccine. In fact, none of the coronaviruses a vaccine, whether the ones that have been already approved or the ones that are coming down the pipeline, none of them use live viruses. So there is no risk of contracting COVID from this vaccine. That is impossible, period. It is impossible to contract COVID from this vaccine. It does not contain a live vaccine. Another thing I hear about is it causes facial paralysis. You know, I got sent a video of someone with facial paralysis. Again, blatantly false. In fact, that has actually been debunked. You know, there was an investigation into that case that showed that that individual did not have facial paralysis from the vaccine. In fact, that individual wasn't even a nurse. And then I've been sent other videos that the vaccine could cause autoimmune disease, again, blatantly false, that it has a microchip to use to track us, blatantly false. You know, so these things are everywhere in the internet and the misinformation is a pandemic. In fact, we have a pandemic of misinformation in the middle of this pandemic. And the only way to push back is to be resolute, to be clear, to be factual. And what I love when Dee says it, Dee says this a lot, we need to fight the fear with facts. And that's what hip hop public health is trying to do. And, and, and that's what, not just hip hop public health, but that's what black doctors all over this country are trying to do. The National Medical Association, an association of black physicians, they're behind the vaccine. You name it, any black medical association that, that's worth its, you know, worth, its, worth its weight in gold, any black in this country are all behind the vaccine. And we're not doing that because we're fools. We're doing that because we have seen the science. We have independently reviewed it. We weren't paid by the, by the pharmaceutical companies to review it. We independently reviewed this data. This data is the truth. And if it wasn't, we will be the first people to send them, tell them to go back to their labs and get it right. Dr. Hill, you, you it's animated. You're looking at yourself. What are you hoping and how would you like for people who watch, adults, fathers, mothers, to share this video and share with their community? Um, what should they take away? What are the big high points? Because I think this is a, a teaching moment in this animation for family time. Let's all just look at this right now. Well, you know, we've been doing this for so long. You know, we've been, we've been using this model 
of hip hop music and cartoons to address health um, challenges in black and brown communities for over a decade. And we've dealt with issues such as Alzheimer's disease, childhood obesity, stroke, high blood pressure, you name it. And, you know, let's just be clear that song and music is an effective learning tool for all people, not just, you know, black and brown people. Like you look at Conjunction Junction from back in the day, like I'm just, exactly. a kid, you know, Sesame yeah. Street, you know, and I find that it's even, it, it was even helpful to me. I used to make rap songs. So I would remember, um, you know, uh, complicated medical things I needed to learn in medical school and it helped me remember it. And so, um, you know, we're, by using animation, you know, we're able to show how does the vaccine actually make these antibodies? You wouldn't be able to do that with a live action video. So the animation itself allows us to show more about how the vaccine actually works. And you know, this is a very serious um, issue that we're dealing with, but by, by we're using our beautiful culture um, to put it into song, something that we can remember and hold on to, you know, when children see this, you know, children are not getting the vaccines, but they can be like, hey, grandma, you should get the vaccine. I want to protect you. Watch this video. This is why you should get it. You know, even the young people that are, um, there's young people with asymptomatic COVID infection that are bringing it home to uh, their older loved ones that they live with. And I've seen some really tragic stories with so yes, you know, by doing animation, by, by putting music and song in it, it's something that we want families to come together in embracing this message that they're trying to protect the entire family unit and protect the community. And the animation um, allows us a very unique way of doing that. You know, it says the data uh, says COVID-19 has killed one in 645 black people, Dr. Williams. This is nine times the rates of whites. Why is this? What should we know? And why get vaccine black people? So that's a great question, Munson. And um, you know, the reasons why COVID-19 has killed more black people than, than any other group. And, and you know, there's a high rates among Hispanic Americans and Native Americans as well. Let's let's remember that too. But the reason is is down to structural racism. That's it, structural racism. And, and, and the reason why I'm making that connection is because the, the, if, you, if you take any disease, whether it's diabetes, heart disease, stroke, or COVID, who has the great, who have the greatest death rates? Who have, who suffers the most? Who has the greatest hospitalization? Again, it's black and brown people. And so once you start seeing every disease out there is killing black and brown people the most, you have to ask yourself, is there something wrong with black and brown people or is there something wrong with the system? I'm a black man, I know there's nothing wrong with me. What it is, is the system. The system is where the problem is. And let me tell you why the system is racist. If you look at what conditions, so there are certain conditions in society that we call social determinants of health. These are where we live, where we work, where we learn, where we play and where we pray. And the influence of all of those things, the impact of these, these things on our health. If you have poor housing conditions, it will affect your health. That's where we live. If your neighborhood 
is 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 crime ridden, or if 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 the streets are unsafe, or if you don't have nice, beautiful rec parks and recreational facilities, you know, if the environment isn't conducive to you know to healthy eating because you got fast food restaurants at every turn and and unhealthy food wherever you turn your head, then that's 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 where you live, and those things can affect your health. If you have overcrowded housing, if you're living in a house that's filled with people, multi-generations in one small apartment, how do you socially distance? How do you quarantine? Social distancing is a luxury for many people. It's a, it's a, it's a, mitigate, it's a mitigating, um, it's, it's, it's mitigation for affluent people. You know, most people can't socially distance in a one bedroom apartment with four kids in the room. You know, rich people can, can, can socially, they can go to their basements and, and go to the room at the end of their hallway. So housing is important, crowding, not able to, not being able to socially distance. And imagine Munson, if someone comes into that room and has asymptomatic or even symptomatic COVID, the whole apartment is infected. The whole building is infected. The whole block will soon be infected because of this crowding. So that is, and, and why is it that certain people have poor housing conditions and certain people have beautiful housing conditions? Structural racism. Then you go to other conditions like access to healthcare. Who has the greatest access to healthcare? You know, who, 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 who is the most uninsured or underinsured? Who is worried about, a, about getting a, a, a bill for getting tested? Who is worried about getting billed for the vaccine? Even though the vaccines are free, even though testing is free, you, we are programmed into the thinking if you don't have health insurance, you might get a bill. There'll be a, someone is going to sneak you that bill and you will somehow, that bill is going to come. And so you're worried about getting tested. You're worried about getting certain health services because of underinsurance and uninsurance and, and not having the ability to pay. So that's access to, to, to these things. And then who's working the the essential workforce, who's doing the groceries, who's working in, in, in the hospital and in, in cleaning the rooms, in the kitchens, who are the janitors, you know, who are the transportation workers, you know, who are the people staffing the bodegas, who are the delivery men, delivery people, these are all people from communities of color. And who are the people that had to work at the height of the pandemic? Who are the people that are still working right now as the pandemic is raging? Essential workers. Essential workers can't work from home. A lot of my patients can't work from home because they're in the essential workforce. And when you're in the essential workforce, you are exposed to the virus. You have greater exposure to, uh, to, 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 to the virus. And so when I say that where we live, where we work, where we learn and where we play impact our, our health, this is why. So we have a disproportionate Exposed, we have disproportionate exposure to COVID, and we have the disproportionate inability to apply mitigation methods to protect ourselves from COVID. This is why COVID is killing our people. It's really rooted in this, this long-standing structural racism. But that aside, we agree with that. We acknowledge that. And I'm the first person that, that's out there trying to trying to fight back to change structures and change the system so that we have a much more equitable society. That's what my career is all about. But that aside, 
Munson. We have a vaccine and it's free. And we're trying to make it as available as possible. And yet people are being caught up in this, this wave of misinformation that's self-sabotaging. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to, to teach people, inform people, comfort people, you know, counsel people, show love to people by taking them on a journey that hopefully will save their lives. Well, MoFlo, um, we, we're going to let you get So drop us a few bars on how this really works. You know, if you had to sit back and think, we should have a little fun, leave it out. DMC, you know, I'm coming, let you take it home for us. We got about eight minutes. And Doc, you know, I love you. I did say um, that we got to get you on so you and I can just do a one-on-one -on, -one on the state of Black health. Um, you, you, you know, hip-hop health uh, is, is so important. But Mo. We got to let you flow. So give us some more. Let's see. My verse is on video four. Can I do the whole thing, Dr. Williams? Go for it. Go for it. All right. This is my experience. I got the shot from the doc. She hit the spot. Then I felt a little tired and maybe a little hot. Arm was sore. My body and my head did ache. Woke up the next day and I was straight. Yeah, it might have felt a little rough, but one shot ain't enough. Gotta get the repeat in three to four weeks for the peace. It's nothing but the truth I speak. We in a peak. Vaccines can prevent a defeat. Immunity instead of eulogy. Duty for the community. Getting it expeditiously. Forget the conspiracy theories. Gotta get the blood ready to fight. With some antibodies set to kill the virus on sight. It don't matter which type. The M or the P. Because they both are set to protect us equally. Roll up your sleeve because the vaccine is key. Because it ain't about me. It's about we. That's why she said you can't flow and get out of med school and graduate. Amen. Save the people. Power to the people. Thank you. DMC. Yeah. I just, you know, I just want to say this to people. What people really need to understand, I said this the other day when I was on the news with the doc. The vaccines work. You have black doctors from our community who can back that fact up. But another deep reason that you should get this shot because it's safe for you, think about the other people around you. You're not just getting a shot for me. I'm not just getting a shot for me. I'm getting a shot for everybody in my community. That's what community immunity represents. If we learn together and we live together healthfully and we come together when a challenge is facing us, if we all stand side by side, heart by heart, brain by brain, body from body, we can prevent anything that's coming at us. And that's why DMC is in a place to be trying to tell people the power of community immunity. Nine out of 10 people won't get sick. That's 90% effective and legit. So if people can understand, we wouldn't be on here. Doc wouldn't be here. Dr. Mo wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here telling y'all to do this if it wasn't good for us. Check my resume. Check the doctor's resume. We are here to save lives. We are here so people can live healthy lives. And if we all pay attention 
to what's being said in all of these five videos. You can just turn off the damn computer and you'll never have to look at social media again. Our society and our victory is in us paying attention to what we are saying. Yeah, I, I really respect that. I, I want to thank you guys. But uh, Mo, you killed it. I just want you to know, uh, uh, DMC uh, always, Dr. Williams, you know, it's there. Um, we probably want to come up with some kind of contest mode, maybe a little further on in, let do some freestyle, let people uh -huh. kind of do a battle. We should probably do a battle on IG <laughs> or someplace so we really can have some fun. So I'm going to pitch that to Helen so we can really bring it, Dr. Williams. I think it's really important what you say. It's about we. It ain't about me. It's about we. It's about this community. Huh? Yes. That's as far as I'm gonna go with a rap DMC. Just so. uh, now that's a good one. That's a good one. Sometimes uh, less is more. <laughs> Straight to the core, like a right to the jaw. <laughs> but I, I, I love it. I want to thank you for coming. Uh, Doc, take us home. We got about three minutes left, and I want to make sure that we touched on all the points that make us hesitant and make sure that we get out here and watch this video, share the video, everybody, and know. Yeah, I know. I just want to thank you, uh, Amundsen. And, and, I, and I just want to say that, again, um, Hip Hop Public Health is not just the three of us uh, right. on this show. Uh, we have an incredible team behind us. We have Lori, uh, who's our CEO. Uh, we have Helen uh, from Fem Partners, who's been doing, doing our marketing and media publicity. You know, we have Miriam, who's who's doing our social media. You know, we have Lily. I mean, we, we're, we're, we're an organization. And I cannot forget my co-founder, Dougie Fresh, um, who I started this organization with. Uh, you know, Doug, is, I was actually on the phone with him just a minute ago. And, um, and he says to say hi. So, up, so but I can't, I can't up, forget Doug. Dougie. I can't forget Doug. Uh, all our supporters, you know, all Chuck, our supporters, D, yeah. Chuck D has been an incredible supporter. You know, we, we, we've worked with him for, for the last decade. I want to thank Salt, I mean, Ashanti. We have so many incredible people uh, on the hip hop public health team. So, you know, it's not just me as a physician or Mo as a physician, or it's a whole collective of people. It's, it's, it's doctors and public health experts and artists and, and marketing people and communication experts. And, and we, we are a collective, we're a team of people who come together with a single focus. And that is to elevate the discourse of, of health in the black community, to empower people with the knowledge and the skills necessary to make positive life health decisions and to save lives. That is what hip hop public health is about. That is what community immunity is about. Check it out. And God bless you all. Yeah. Well, this is Martin Steve. Obviously, I'm here with Mo Flo, Dr. Mo, and Dr. Williams, and, of course, DMC. You've been here rocking with us. Get a shot, everybody. Work and help so we can get community immunity. This is more with Health IQ and rolling out. Peace. Yes, Thanks, sir. Everybody.